So, Tim, don't have much to say about one of these games. Two incredible games. I mean, the Heat game was – the Heat-Hawks game was – it was good, but we kind of knew it was going to happen. The Heat won. They're advancing. Trey Young sucks. you have anything else? Two for 11, worried about Kyle Lowry going forward. Hawks probably should have cared earlier in the season. Uh, carrying yourself like a champion when you lose in the Eastern Conference Finals never uh, seemed to be a good omen. So, Is that a problem? Um, uh, it just – this team bothered me all year with their quotes. They were the number one giving worrisome quotes all year team. So not so, surprised they're, they're out early. Um, they're extremely talented, and they seem like a two or three for one type destination we'll see so let's go from the team giving the number one worst quotes to the team with the number two worst quotes they lost today to the memphis grizzlies and that is the minnesota timberwolves what a game i mean i mean even if you just take the last three made shots of the game an incredible all-time first round uh first round game it's the jaw game uh definitively he yeah. had i think he had 15 points coming into the fourth and he finishes with around 30 um some of the plays he made in this game and this word gets thrown around too much but it is true in this case were iconic uh the dunk i will literally remember where was i was sick. when i watched it it was sick because um, i was not in my house i was uh was at the gym Oh, watching on the TV. Oh, they had and it on I, the gym. They didn't have Fox News on today. Well, here's uh, here's the secret. Um, I I go to my apartment gym now. There's not a lot of folks oh. down there. Oh, oh. And so there's a remote down there, and I have full autonomy as to what's on the TV. Damn, so you and you 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 must live in a nice place. That's I crazy. you know I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's uh, having the ability to control the TV and saving yeah. 40, 50 bucks a month is. Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty nice. Absolutely. I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely, and um, and and I can attest to that. It's nice. He's living. He's not living poorly. I appreciate that. Um, the um, the Memphis the Memphis thing. Um, they're getting a scare similar to the Suns from a lower seated team that doesn't belong on the same court with them. Uh, I fully expect them to be able to close this thing out in six. The Timberwolves are sincerely one of the most easy to dislike teams in a long time. Uh, and this is outside of Brooklyn because Brooklyn is like an all time, like they're in a separate category that, of dislike. That's like comparing, comparing Brooklyn's uh, dislikableness, which, yes, I'm making Good a word. word. I'm making a yeah. word. Nice. Um, dislikableness. Um, comparing theirs theirs wow comparing theirs to I'm the one drinking You're yeah no I'm I'm <laughs> I'm on a diet I haven't had alcohol for a while this is bad um <laughs> so I mean I need to come on um you know can't just be bulking season 24 <laughs> 7 but um that, that would be a good cutout that'd be a this good is brought to you by bucked up <laughs> This horrible segment that we've had. <laughs> Use the promo code. All that yep. good stuff. Um, 
Um, I forgot the point that I was going to make. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I have no idea. Minnesota is one of the easiest to dislike teams. Oh, the, dis- the dislikableness meter. That's D'Angelo right. D'Angelo Russell had a moment in this game. I believe there's 24 seconds left. Oh. He did the I got this, guys, for and a I second, was, and it was hilarious. I was about to text you. I love that D'Angelo wants nothing to do with the end of this game. And then I see him get the ball, I'm like, oh, and then just clank. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, guys. I got this. And then, by the grace of God, their coach calls a timeout in the next possession, draws up a play to get it to Anthony Edwards, and he makes the three. Unbelievable shot by that kid. I, when I when I say how much I dislike this team, it is solely directed at Pat Beverly and Carl Anthony Towns, and I just don't enjoy D'Angelo Russell's style as a player, but I don't dislike oh. him personally. With the bummer. Anthony Edwards, though, uh, that guy's going to be a real player in this league for a very long time. It's very apparent to me, um, especially watching this series. And if Ja doesn't have two of the just sickest late <laughs> game plays that I've seen in a long time, uh, Anthony Edwards' uh, card value is going way, way up today. But So, you think Anthony Edwards next Kobe? <laughs> um, you think he's the next LeBron? But, uh, we'll see. Well, I found out he's By the way, like I want to stress four. I want to stress that I'm joking with that. This yes. obsession that yes. we have with nominating people as the next LeBron, Jordan, etc. is nauseating. Did you know that Anthony Edwards is only 6'4"? So, I thought he was like 6'9". <laughs> I'm, first of all, I, I got COVID over Christmas. And at the time, I had <laughs> I had a brand new Xbox with 2K. F- five months ago? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just saying, I had an Xbox with 2K. I was doing a lot of shit. I was like, <laughs> and so Anthony Edwards was one of the prototypes that I would build players off mm. of. And so, yes, I, I was aware. Of his, so you're saying, of his height, but so you're saying he's the prototype that the NBA needs to work with moving forward. I just liked his athleticism. Um, Good motor. <laughs> yeah, I, I do these weird things where I limit myself as to what I can do with the attributes, but I pick well a player under a certain. I have all these rules. I pick a player under a certain age. I can only do so much with the attributes, but I have to keep others. And so, Edwards was a solid. I'm going to give this guy shooting. It's it, it's what we did when we lived together. It was fun. And then it caused us to break. Do you think we averaged, like, was it one and a half controllers a week broken? I think at our peak we were. It was about one and a half. Because no we had carpet. So, you know. And the thing with that, with breaking the controllers was, is that a controller cost about what we were making in the night tips. Yeah. And we still didn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we worked a shit job that we absolutely hated and a significant amount of income was going to repair controllers that we were breaking out of frustration at a video game yeah. and the other one wouldn't even really be that bad because it'd just be like well i've done it i'm gonna do it so yeah kind of and then we just started buying the like 20 dollar like if you even like tap it a little too hard it breaks yeah we were <laughs> anyways like um the weird thing about the timberwolves and the weird thing about cat is that i oh, there's, only, there's only one i hate it. sports hate hate him he came into the season 
and came out like because of all the shit that was happening with him and off the court and they were making him do all these different talks and you know little promos about getting vaccinated he was coming out of this like poor like this guy's going through one of the worst times anybody could ever come out of and he was and so then everyone just like didn't they stopped criticizing him then we found out how just kind of jaded and shitty we are because now we're just right too. I think it was the playing game that threw everyone into the, <laughs> you think? oh, okay, yeah, fuck these guys. You think when he fouled out with like eight minutes left on six horrendously stupid fouls? And then acted and then like they won the homecoming game? He was one of the worst defenders. He was like crying and hugging yeah. his dad. It was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah, he was on the court like hugging his significant other um and like, yeah he like went into the stands and everything it was like what the fuck meanwhile what pat bev is jumping on the on the score table throwing With his Anthony jersey Edwards, by the way yeah all very funny yeah very funny i want this team to lose this round so so badly because i don't want that weird you guys are just mad that they're having fun take to actually catch on i want them to lose oh and by the way the fans yeah, go nuts. Like, your yeah, team, had, you, your team hadn't been in the playoffs for a while. Like, go nuts. Go crazy. Have fun. Enjoy it. It's the fact that Pat Bev is crying. Oh, He's multi- crying. yeah. crying. And jumping on the scorer's table. Like, all right, y'all. Like, come on. That's, that's uh, okay. too much. The jumping on the scorer's table thing, um, it was iconic when Kobe did it after winning game seven against the Celtics, it became less iconic when John Wall did it. And it then it became got, not iconic. And then John it got Wall thrown into a dumpster that was on fire when Patrick Beverly fucking did it. Yeah. In a play-in game. Yeah. It's kind of ruined the Kobe moment for me. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. it was such a cool, like, 10 seconds. And when he did it, we were all kind of like, different. it just fit the moment. Yeah. And now Patrick Beverly's done it in the playoff, in the playing game. So, yeah, well, can't can't be all winners. Um, so, you know, definitely seems like Memphis took control of the series. Definitely seems like Memphis is going to win the series. Do you have anything else on that? How long do you think the until the Lakers are projecting Anthony Edwards is going to be joining them? Uh, is it like two years, two and a half years? Before we start hearing that he's always wanted to play in LA, really likes the ocean. I mean, once I mean, once he gets on that second contract, they'll probably uh, like the instant you think. So yeah, uh, two years. Yeah, so I think you know, I think I think we're we're we're, we're heading there. We're getting there pretty quickly. If I'm the Timberwolves, I'm selling. Uh, this may sound weird, but I would sell high on towns. I think this is the highest his value is going to get for some This time. is high? No, or I'm Ohio saying Towns? ideally you would have traded him in the first two weeks of his rookie season when people called him the number one asset you build a team around. <laughs> but since you can't do that, this is going to be <laughs> the highest. You, that since, since you can't go back to that wonderful period yeah. of time. <laughs> right. Since you can't do that, this is as valuable as he is going to be as an asset. He is now, quote unquote, proven that he can be a playoff guy. I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, I think somebody like the Knicks would give an unconscionable amount of draft picks for him and possibly they would throw give, him. 
they would give every single pick that the league rules allow. They're starving out there. They're yeah, walking. Think- you, you know, at the end of uh, we're going to do a James Bond deep cut because it's like the least favorite Daniel Craig one. Quantum Solace at the end, he hands the dude, you know, he drops him, drops a bad guy off in the middle of the desert, hands him a can of oil and says, I bet you make, I, I forget the exact number, but I bet you make five miles before you consider drinking that. And then they find him dead drinking the oil. That's the Knicks. The Knicks are walking through the desert and have been now for quite some time. A while ago, they saw the can of oil and they chugged it. And that's his name is Carmelo Anthony. And they're dealing with the ramifications of been drinking oil for the last, you know, 15 years. I think if you call them on the right day, they might give you Barrett for them. If on any day, uh, any day and twice on Sunday, they give them right now. Just, and then you just flip Russell for parts. Yeah. And then you build around Barrett and Anthony Edwards, two guys that work insanely hard. Yeah. Very gifted. And that's what your team is. And then maybe you can hire Steve Nash as your coach <laughs> since he's uh, RJ Barrett's godfather, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Since Steve is not long for Brooklyn. And I hope he gets out. I hope he gets out. Maybe they can hire D'Antoni to be the head coach. I would personally enjoy the shit out of that. I mean, did you see the Durant quote where he even said – Which one? Steve's had a really – like, come on, you can't blame Steve. Steve's had a rocky two years here. Like, even Durant was like, you can't be seriously blaming Steve for this. But – Going to blame somebody. Got to blame somebody. We're and not going to blame think, the players because Ben Simmons just might never show up to the arena. No. And $150 million in career earnings. I can't imagine this is fun. Yeah. It's not fun. It's, it's not fun to watch, and I'm not there every day. It's a bummer to watch. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know how it can be fun to be, like, in it every single day of your life. I can't. I just can't imagine that. Just a bummer to watch. So do you have anything else on that series? No, I hope Memphis wins in six. Jaw is unbelievable. I love so, Jaw so much. And, and you and I were talking about this. He's like, it, are we comfortable with saying he's probably our favorite non-son right now? He's mine. He's yeah. my favorite to watch. Um, I mean, I picked him as the dark horse MVP candidate before the season started. Little I've, did you know they were going to give him the most improved player. Yeah, which he uh, <laughs> correctly gave to Desmond Bain. I love that. Um, Good team guy. He is my favorite non-Suns player to watch. Yes, yeah. by far. And until we play him, I root for him. And if we ever do play him, um, I hope he scores zero points a game. And Again, averages 20 I, turnovers. I hope his alarm doesn't go off. Yeah, 100%. Or he misses the bus. Yep. Love you, Ja. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. The I prefer you the, lose in this next round so that I don't have to play you and I don't the, have to root against you. The but history of your players. Oh, God. Sorry, he is he is fucking terrifying. Yeah, he is. Like I can't imagine. Like he had a bad game today, and he had a bad game in Game Four until the fourth quarter, and I was still like expecting him to do what he did. He is a people that I I don't see the D Rose thing as much. I don't think I think he's like a step above that in terms of how scared I am of him. Yeah, no, I'm serious. 
like going back to like Bulls 22 year old D Rose stuff. Do you, do, do you remember how good D Rose was before he 100% tore his ACL 17 times? 100% I do. Ja is scarier than that when he's healthy. Okay, well, he's I'm going to send you some Derrick Rose clips. That's fine. I don't need him. I don't need him. I was there. <laughs> Watched it all. Um. Anyways, I, 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 I don't know if I want to piss off Chicago at the same time as I've done LA. That's that's uh that's fuck really do you care about Chicago. I don't know, it's a major American city. Okay. Get a better basketball team. I don't know. Maybe someday I want Obama to come on this podcast. I don't know. Well, I mean, we just have to do a documentary about any NBA player, and he's him and Bill Clinton are on it. <laughs> By the way, there's as much chance of him coming on this one as there is him going on InfoWars <laughs> based on no, <laughs> no, no. You think we're higher? We're definitely higher than InfoWars in that we're at zero. Right. Yeah. He yeah. knows about InfoWars and he knows he won't go on there. He has no idea we exist. So, so just his publicist goes back and looks at the tape and he's like, no, that's a hard no. We're going to pass that. Currently we're above just purely because we are an unknown. All right. gotcha. We are not negative because we're not on the radar. So gotcha. no, we're, we're higher, but not from our own doing. So, okay, Tim, I think we've done all the NBA talk that we need to do before what happened today at 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, our Phoenix Suns went ahead and played a Phoenix Suns type game. We. Mikel Bridges would like to reintroduce himself to the NBA. Scored 31 today. Uh, he was, I think he only missed four shots. He was absolutely incredible. Um, it was the Mikel game. It was he the Mikel it game. It's the, it's the Mikel Bridges game. It's, it, it we don't was win so that f- game if he's not exactly what he was today. Right. And that's the thing, is that usually the guy that drops 31, that scores all the clutch time points. He had four blocks today. He had four blocks. Four blocks and a steal. Yeah. yeah. So, five stocks. Um, I, saw, I, I saw someone on uh, in, on Elon's uh, social media platform uh, say that that was the most Sean Marion-like game that we've seen from Mikel. And I think that's well said. I think it's well said because Mikel was doing literally everything we needed him to do. He was playing phenomenal defense on the best player, CJ McCollum. Well, he he was on CJ McCollum and Agram. So, you know, he was always guarding one of their two guys and just the consistency our offense needed from someone other than Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton, which again, DeAndre Ayton played a phenomenal game. He didn't have as gaudy stats as he's had, but I mean, just played chef's kiss. He played fantastic. I hope he keeps playing that way. Chris played way better today. Still got one backcourt violation, but you know, we still got the win. If Mikel, this is why I've, I said the Mikel deal was was an incredible bargain at the time. Mikel yes. is capable of having these games every single game. And I don't say that. I, I know I sound like a biased Suns fan when I say that, but it's true. 
he's very much capable of having this type of game every single game. And if he did that, he would be an all-star. And if he did that, he would be in all NBA considerations. He, if he was on Detroit, if he was on Orlando, fuck, if he was on Minnesota, he would be in all NBA. Candidate. He would have won most improved player of the year. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Mikhail, I've never doubted how good Mikhail is. He is the most overqualified fourth option in the NBA. That has been true going back to last year. Um, getting, him a 20, getting him at 25 million a year, uh, some under that, I believe, for the first few years yeah. um, is an incredible bargain. I understand why we did it in front of Aiton because I don't think we thought we were going to get that deal. And once you knew that you could get it done at that price, I think you jumped at it. Um, his, yeah. It's hilarious to me that awards are now based on the last three months, a la Marcus Smart. Mikael Bridges was three the best months. Mikael Bridges was the best defensive player of the entire fucking no, season. I, I, Celtics weren't good for three months. <laughs> well, I, I think they started in January, so about three, like halfway, give or take three, like halfway. Yeah, so they were I good in three months. I'll give you that. <laughs> I guess that's when everybody turned it on. I guess the NBA writers were busy watching football uh, during the first half of the season, which. I, I just think that they were busy doing other things. I don't know what one does. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what one does if you're an NBA writer other than watch NBA. Wouldn't know. Would love to find out. But it clearly wasn't watching the best team in the the NBA, at least in the regular season. They clearly weren't doing that because... Mikel winning the second place i'm sorry reggie miller it's not an honor um it, it we didn't feel good about mikhail winning the second place he was the best defensive player all year some of the stuff he was doing was as high level um as we've ever seen and frankly it's rank stupidity he to say that guarding... marcus smart had a good last three months um playing a, a position that he's three inches taller than most guys for. Um, it's just, I'm sorry. It's, it's not, it, to me, like, that's more egregious than the Booker thing. It's more egregious than any of the other awards that we may have missed out on. Mikel should have won defensive player of the year. And there's not really an argument that I'm willing to hear otherwise. Mikel Bridges effectively guarded Giannis he effectively guarded LeBron. He effectively guarded Embiid. And he effectively guarded Stephen Curry. And he did this while getting the third or fourth most shots every night, which is let not me, nothing. Let, let, let me say it again <clears throat> for the listeners and for the NBA writers. One human being, his name being Mikel Bridges, in like a span of, if I remember correctly, about a, like a week and a half span, guarded Joel Embiid, Giannis, LeBron, and Stephen Curry. If you can show me another player in the NBA that has that versatility, that has that ability, that has that quickness, that has that strength combination to do that and is willing to do that because LeBron has the combination 
but he might not be willing all the time. There's certain guys that can, and there's certain guys that do. Mikel did. He did all year. He hasn't missed an entire game since the Obama administration. I I, I just I, I don't get what these awards mean anymore. And by the way, Rudy Gobert, if you can't play defense outside of the fucking paint, that should matter. I don't under, I don't understand the Rudy Gobert thing. It's like, oh, but he gets blocked. Yeah, so does Hassan Whiteside. Hassan White's guy gets fucking blocks. Nobody gives a shit about that anymore. How are you? It's the infuriating. How are you the defensive player of the year if you get played off the court all the time by good teams? I don't understand. Like, frankly, DeAndre Aiden doesn't get played off the court. No, by other teams. So no, I'd rather of, have Aiden. In t- well, obviously, but in terms of defensive ability, I'd still rather have Aiden because he can guard guards and yeah. he can switch onto forwards. Yeah, Gobert can't do that. It's like I don't understand what we're doing with this. I just he's won I, what two? He's won two consecutive defensive plays. Too many. That's I, insane. I, I know if it, if the number is more than zero, it's too many. It's it's asinine. It's the same reason. Well, no, it's not the same reason, but it's along the similar lines. Why I don't understand why we give Jokic this much praise. He's bad at half of basketball. Rudy Gobert can't play defense against four positions. He can't play defense against four guys on the fucking court. He can play defense in the paint. That is it. I don't know if you know this, but it's the year of our word 2022. We Jonas Valanciunas is shooting threes. DeAndre Aiden is shooting threes. We've got bigs now that aren't tethered to the paint. If you're a guy that is tethered to the fucking paint, I don't understand how you're winning defensive player of the year. I don't understand how you're getting all-stars. I don't understand any of it. The Rudy Gobert and, thing pisses me off even more than the Jokic thing. And the whole, I mean, Shaq got killed for this when he said it, but he told like a group of school kids, he's like, you can average 12 points and make $30 million a year. This is the greatest country on earth. And people got like all mad at him for it. It's true. I don't think he's ever said anything that was more correct <laughs> than that. It's like, this guy's worth $30 million. Excuse me. Um, back to the Suns, though. Oh, and, uh, and real quick, Mikhail, do you want to know how, how, how long he was on the bench for today? I'm going to say five minutes. He played 47 minutes today. Another day I, 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 I just, I, and, and he did the post game interview, and, you know, he was sweaty. Wasn't oh wasn't, he's in incredible shape. I've I've always respected his. I just I, I I don't get it. I don't get why the best defender on the best fucking team, and it's not even close. Like McKelpers, there are guys tweeting out old ex players. Like I don't understand how Mikel Bridges is doing these types of things. I just don't understand it, and neither do I. But what are these people watching? Or they're like, oh, I don't know. I think Jaron Jackson. What? What? What are we doing? What does having the most wins not matter? Clearly, it doesn't anymore. Clearly, being a top five, top ten defensive team all year, basically solely on him and Booker. The one team that decided to play defense for the entire season, not the Boston Celtics, who decided to play for two and a half months. 
I, yeah, it, it, it's, I, it, I am dumbfounded at our decision making when it comes to words and we've already talked about it it pisses me off when the definitions change because of the different markets of teams that are doing certain things yeah it infuriates me because these awards should be snapshots of who mattered most and you. it's just not Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets never mattered at all for a second this season. Oh, if they had Jamal Murray. If. If Ben Simmons would play. If. He's not. He didn't play at all this year. I don't give a fuck. I'm with you. You know, the the, the thing that really stood out about today's game to me, too, um, it's good to see that Willie Green – um, is probably going to be successful in New Orleans yeah. long-term, or at least for the next few years. Um, all the stuff that came out about him with the Suns was always positive, and I root for him outside of this series. And, I hope that and, he loses. I hope they don't score a point. I want to be clear about that in game six, and I hope that they lose like 120 to zero. But Who is the baseball player that had the quote? Was it like Michael Young? Or he's like, it was I Ian hope, Kinsler. Ian Kinsler. I hope the Dodgers go... Oh, and 162. The Rangers. Yeah, it was his old team. When he got Rangers, traded, that's right. When, yeah, he signed yeah. with the, when he signed with the Tigers, he, he said, I hope the Rangers go 0-162. <laughs> that's right. I hope the Pelicans don't score a point in game six. But that being said, Willie Green being a successful coach, um, being a made-for-TV coach, frankly, with his motivational speeches. Are they not? Are, are they not incredible? Like he uh, imagine. I'm happy for him. I'm I'm happy for him. I want his team to lose badly. <laughs> it seeing both of those guys, meaning Monty Williams and Willie Green, coach their teams. It makes last year make so much sense. Yes, it, it makes last year just oh, oh. Not only did they have Monty Williams, who's like they by all accounts, guy. yeah, but they had Monty Williams, where like. By all accounts, he's like the best human being in the league. But then Willie Green, who's just like through my TV, he's doing a talk with his team, the team that I'm rooting against. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Oh, shit. Hold, hold on. He's great. Yeah. I'm happy for Willie Green. Um, I sincerely hope that Brandon Ingram is okay. Uh, I can't believe that it's his thumb that's injured. It, uh, when they talked about his thumb, I was like, what about his ass? <laughs> I don't say that to be crude. No, he's he, serious. Like he fell on his ass. Fell on his tailbone. Yeah. Like that. I, te I, I text you. I'm like, oh no, Ingram. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, no. So when I That's heard not good. Thumb, I was like, wow. So he got hurt again after and apparently his back's, I don't know. I'm sure they'll do imaging and we'll find out more. Um, it does seem like he is in quite a bit of pain and that sucks um, yeah. because he has had a revelation of a series against us. <laughs> Again, we are a good defensive team. We can throw Jay and we can throw Mikel at him, who should have won Defensive Player of the Year, and he's still getting his. Um, I've changed my calibration on Ingram after this series, and I hope that he's okay, and I hope that he plays game six, and I sincerely hope that they get their ass kicked by yeah. us. Yeah. All of that can do remain true. <laughs> um, anybody insinuating otherwise on social media or during broadcasts today, frankly – I, I have no time for that type of bullshit. Nobody, nobody who's a real Suns fan should be rooting for anybody on the other team to be sincerely hurt. That's not how this works. We're not Raptors fans. We're not Raptors fans. We're not Canadian. Um, 
Yeah. Granted, they do have universal health care out there, so it's a less of it's less of a big deal when people get hurt because they know it's just going to get taken care of. Yeah, well, Toronto's uh, Toronto's more like the uh, uh, Wall Street kind of area of Canada. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyways, um, um, it, but, it was great I'm, to I'm see. Serious. I'm serious about that. I'm really serious about that last point that needs to stick in. Um, we're not rooting for Brandon Ingram. No, fuck that. No, because I want to see good basketball. I obviously want to see my team win. But ultimately, I want to see good basketball. What would really fucking suck is if you just see all the best players on the fucking sideline because they're injured. Like, I wasn't happy when Anthony Davis went down last year. 100%. It sucked. It fucking sucked seeing, like, at the time, like, the third best player in the NBA limping off the court. That just sucks. Because I love basketball. Like, it sucks to see Ben Simmons on the sideline. It sucks to, obviously, sucks to see uh, Devin Booker on the sideline. But it sucks with all these injuries. Now, Embiid's got a, a messed up hand. Uh, Kyle Lowry's out. I mean, there's just all these dudes that are out, and it's just a bummer. But It is. It, it is. It, it's 100% is a bummer. Um, you know, and... Um, I hope that he plays. I, I hope that, I mean, McCollum looked kind of shaken up um, as well after one play. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's, <laughs> this isn't worth that. Okay. Like it, it's, it's no. not worth guys health and long-term careers no. over. I obviously hope they're okay. Um, the Suns, this game though, hit the level. Up. They woke up. And the, the, by the way, I'm not just talking about the final score because that's fine and well. I'm talking about when you watch the individual plays, that game wasn't as close as it appeared because when we needed a stop, we could get it. And we needed a bucket, we could get it. And within the flow of the game, there was never a moment where I was like, if we need a bucket here, we can't. We're not going to be able to. It just wasn't happening tonight. Um, there were frustrating moments campaign i'm looking at you um he's trying so hard though he's trying so hard i know i know and i and i I want desperately uh to like him but he had some of the most frustrating moments tonight of any of our players um so look great win it i i think we now that we've gotten this huge win at home i'm hoping that that motivation carries over and we win game six um, they are not going to roll over. This this Pelicans team, I don't believe, has rollover in them, especially not with Willie Green uh, coaching them. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think it's imperative that we get this done in six. Um, I don't want to put more miles on Chris than we already have. So two things. One, did you see? Uh, did you see the reports? Which ones? What Devin was saying at the end of the game. I don't want him to come back if that's what we're talking about. Apparently, now this, I mean, some blue check marks were tweeting this out that were at the game. Apparently, Devin Booker was yelling to the Pelicans bench, I'm back. Which, if true, is very, very, very exciting. So that's one thing. Two, I will be – I'm going to be very clear about this. I hope that he doesn't come back for this series. 
I hope he everything. doesn't have to. I've done an, an obscene amount of research on that injury. I hope that he doesn't come back. I think that it's an, I think that he's sincerely risking his long-term health by doing that. And I hope that he doesn't do it. So I'm about to say the most obvious statement in the world, but it needs to be said. Ideally, he doesn't play tomorrow and we win. Or yes. Thursday, he doesn't play Thursday and we win. Um, because then that means he's he's getting a lot more rest, and I hope the Utah Jazz are able to win a game. To I think either break. way, I think either way, we're playing. Uh, I think the max is is going to be two days off before game one. Okay, so I hope we get that max. However, we need to do that. I hope. No, I know it. it's it's better than one day off. I think is what we would get otherwise. Um, But I I, I think that it's two days max before game one of the second round. And it's less, at least for me, it's less important for the team in general um, Mm -hmm. than it is for Chris. And then obviously just as much time as we can give Devin Booker. uh, No, that that goes without saying. But but specifically Chris. Mikel, he could play tomorrow. Or I mean, he could play right now. Mikhail would love to play double headers. He'd just love to get game six over with now. Every day that we can give Devin is a good day. Yeah. Um, again, this this comes down to my theory that um, I love Devin. What makes him great is part of what could be very harmful for him yep. here. Yep. Um, and somebody's got to be the adult in the room, frankly. And it I seems don't think, it, I don't think you should come back. But it seems we'll like see. we have enough adults in the room. It seems like it because it seems like when he went into the locker room during halftime, when he did, it seemed like it definitely seemed like he didn't want to be sitting. I mean, obviously, but I'm saying it definitely seemed like someone told him instead of suggested to him that he wasn't playing. Yes. It definitely seemed like Monty Williams looked at him and said, you're not playing put on a jacket or, you know, long sleeve, sit down, you're done. <laughs> We're not fucking and with this. I think Monty has the credibility in his 30s yes. uh, with Devin to make that call. And They love him. They love him. I, I've heard him refer to Monty as a father figure. Yes. Um, as a second father figure to Devin. Obviously, he's very close with his dad. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I sincerely hope. Look, this this has to be one hundred percent medically based. He is quite literally your entire franchise. Yeah, bringing um, him back a day early in a non-elimination game is not worth it. It's it's not. I'm I'm telling you, it's not. So, right, and hopefully the doctors, Monty Williams, etc are able to make the objective decision, whatever that might be. And Devin is Devin is actually one of the more cerebral uh, players that we have. Yeah. He is, I mean, like a lot of these guys, but he's incredibly intelligent. Um, if you listen to interviews he does, he's very, very thoughtful about um, a, a whole wide ranging of things. And people who talk to him always talk about how incredibly smart he is. So, I expect him to make the right decision for his body um, based on what the doctors are telling him. 
Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, two of our game's stars, if not the two stars, Kevin Durant and LeBron James, have been talking about Devin Booker for the last, like, four years. So, you know, they and they're saying that for multiple reasons, one of which is he's awesome on the court. But you would imagine that that's also because they recognize that he has a certain aptitude and understanding and intelligence got, about him. He's got some of their same genes. So um, Straight up. The other point that I wanted to make and the reason why I was so excited watching this game and why I'm so excited for the games to come. I've seen that. I've seen that game before. I, I, I have watched that game with this team before. We were never down. Substantively, we might have been down at some point early on in the game, but once the game got established we were winning we were winning the whole time and then when it got to nut crunching time we went ahead and shoved shoved our foot right on their throat and we won the game we won it pretty convincingly no intentional fouls were needed there were no end of the game free throws that you know never trailed had to be hit yeah we never trailed i've watched this game before it looked like the Phoenix Suns that I've been watching every single second of this season. It was a certain pace about us. It was a certain defensive tempo. We were winning the 50-50 balls. We were doing all the things that made us not good, but great. And we were doing all the things that made us not great, but amazing. And historically great in terms of, you know, advanced metrics and just regular season wins. Like, it, it, today was a perfect microcosm of what I hope to see from this team moving forward. So I'm not going to sit here and say all of my worries are quelled because we still have our number one player in a suit. So, you You're know, vulnerable until that's not the case until that's not the case until I can, uh, until we get eyeballs on him playing in a game, looking like Devin Booker. I am still saying the same thing. I think we win the first two series. The conference finals, if it's Golden State, we need Devin Booker. Not a hot take. So I'm looking forward to Thursday. I'm hoping that's the last time I have to watch this series because... There's a million and one different reasons why, but one being that I just want us to, I want to watch us win a fucking game. So, you know, a good Excel, a good just, I can go to bed tonight happy. Cam, Payne, I love your effort. I really do. I need you to get your shit together. I, 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 I need you to be smarter. He hit some great shots. By the way, that three that he hit at the end of the third was – it might have been his most important shot that he's made as a son. He had some frustrating lapses of judgment, though. He did. He did. That I was texting you about. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I will say, though, the nice thing that we have, it's a good luxury. We are three deep at the point guard position and we're three deep at the center position. And all three are competent. Bismack Biombo, 
I love him. He's had incredible games for us this year. Aaron Holiday, I still don't think we've seen the best of him in a Suns uniform. I still think he's going to have a couple moments in the playoffs because I think he's going to need to. I think he's going to have to. And I think it's going to be great because he's shown flashes of like, oh, yeah, he's a backup point guard on a contender. He's he's a great bench player. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, I'm hoping that we keep this tempo. I'm hoping we keep this pace. I'm hoping we keep this vibe about us that was the vibe that we've had this entire season. And for whatever reason, we didn't have it. We really didn't even have it game one. We didn't have it when Devin was hitting all the shots. We were not playing good defense. Devin was covering up a lot of issues that we had defensively. And then once he was removed from that situation, then it got real bad. So, you know, it's uh, we, this was the best overall game that we've played thus far in the playoffs. And that's very heartening, yeah. very heartening. Yeah, was the, only la- the only thing I have to say is we need to get out of this series. Yeah. We need to get out. We need to get out. We need to get out on Thursday. We need yep. to win. We need to win we with health. To and we need to get done with it because we – I don't know when the next time in the playoffs we're going to run into a coach of Willie, of Willie Green's caliber. Um, obviously, if we play the Warriors – uh, you know, Steve Kerr, conventional wisdom is he's a great coach. Um, but, you know, when we're about to play against Jason Kidd, assuming the current series leads hold, not too high on Jason Kidd, shall I say. So we need to get out of this. We need to move on. We need to move on with our life. Um, the Pelicans are a scrappy team. They have nothing to lose. Um, we need to get the hell out. So, got anything else for us, Tim? Just need to tell some people to fuck themselves. Which brings me to something that I wanted to do, because I I, I will get to that. Adam Silver, if you're listening, I want you right here. I want you right here. Tim, Tim, you know, he, he looks great. Well, anyways, right here. Adam, if you assign Scott Foster to this game on Thursday, I'm not going to do anything illegal. What I'm going to do, it's going to be a long con. I'm going to continue doing this podcast. I'm going to do everything in my power to be a presence in the NBA media. And there's going to be some event, there's going to be some function. Regardless of the outcome of the game, there's going to be some event where we're within your shot. And we're going to have a conversation. Uh, completely cordial, but we're going to have a conversation about why it is you hate me, personally. I, 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 I if Scott Foster is, is the referee for this game six, it's because Adam Silver hates me. And I don't appreciate it. I don't know why all I've done is support your game. I have supported your sport. I've supported one of your teams that has lacked support at many times. 
I don't know why you hate me. I don't know what I've done. But please don't do it. I, 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 we don't deserve it. Phoenix Suns fans have had enough bad fortune. We don't need Scott Foster. So on that note, Scott Foster and nobody else. For the first time, I'm not going to say Ted Cruz. Scott Foster, please go fuck yourself. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Ellis Monroe, please play us out. One day, someday, fiction, yeah. She's my one day, someday. She's my one day, someday. Gotta have a gonna call my baby. One day, someday, she's gonna call me baby. Gonna have a family. I can see it in her eyes. I feel just so, so bright. Gonna wake up by One day, someday. She's my one day, someday. Fiction girl. Yeah.